0: Welcome to the regular season is almost here edition of Sharing Socks. I'm Southside Sox. duty geezer Lee Allen with me, my son and current downtown Chicago correspondent Will, uh, getting ready for tech as they call it in the theater game. And see, so you had to opening night almost the same time baseball does. That's, that's, that's pretty good there. That's that you true. Timed it that way. The, the famous cherry orchard version of, of baseball that, uh, was predicted by the Russians. About to go. We got two more, two more spring training games, both against the Cubs. Uh, we're recording this on Monday around noontime. So before that game's played, and then it's Houston for four games and back home to a partially empty stadium, uh, for opening day. Thousands of seats still available. I checked just before we went on many thousands of seats, especially the upper deck, of course, but even some of the lower deck. Uh, but. Some things coming down. They've, they've hold on. First,
1: first, first, first. I have to interrupt because I love being right. And uh, last last week we talked about, or two weeks ago we talked about the fourteen and two Kansas City Royals. I <laughs> predicted that when we would meet up again, I wasn't sure about the date, so I said sixteen and twelve. The Royals have come back to earth. I got the loss column right. They are nineteen and twelve. Uh, that still so- will take the division. So it it is uh, very much uh, a far more realistic ending to spring training for the Royals, who, unfortunately for them, I do not consider a threat. Uh, But, yes, go on, go on.
0: All right. So we had uh, come out in the last 24 hours or so some of the uh, roster announcements. Not a final yet on pitching, although they say they're keeping Gregory Santos and his career 11 ERA. Uh, They had a good spring. Uh, and in fairness, in the you know, seven or eight inches uh, innings that he pitched, nine innings, nine and a third, um, and only gave up two earned runs at that time. So you know maybe he learned something. But the big one is Leury is gone. They apparently, from all sources, told Leury that he will not be on the opening day roster. And as we were talking before we went off the air, I predict he will now uh, say, no, I'm not going to Charlotte. And then they will put him on waivers. I mean, he has that right with his, with yes. his experience. And uh, they will put him on waivers. Nobody will take him on waivers because nobody wants to pay $11 million over two years for a mediocre utility man. And that means when that's done, he's a free agent and somebody will take him because the White Sox are stuck for the $11 million and somebody can get him for Major League Minimum. And he's a very good find for Major League Minimum. Very good. Uh, oh so yeah, they'll pick him up for sure. A
1: deal at the minimum, no doubt about it. He is worth the minimum.
0: It, is which is also what people, now,
1: also what people say about me when I'm on stage. They're like, <laughs> "Oh, he's he's worth the minimum." <laughs> uh,
0: one of the things. I mean, many of us were complaining at great length last year. First of all, about the the contract that the Sox gave it was was insane. I mean, Rick Hahn does many, many really stupid things, and that's one of the stupidest, although it could have been a Tony La Russa, I got to have this guy because I'm in love with him thing. Um, but at any rate, yes, we wanted to get rid of him, but given who we got rid of him for, I'm not sure it was such a good deal. The two guys, they, they've they said that they are keeping. Panzer Alberto, who had an excellent spring, and he hit... Uh, 450 with a 1.276 OPS. I mean, that's 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 good. He is, however, a career person who has not hit right-handed pitching when it when it counts. It's 272 hitter lifetime, which is great for a middle infielder, uh, but uh, against uh, right-handed pitching, 235 and a 590 OPS. So he doesn't hit right-handers at all. And the other guy, and this is the one I, I'm sorry, and I, Alberto may be good, maybe he learned something about hitting a slider from a right hander or something. Romy Gonzalez, lifetime 238 hitter, not much lifetime, just two partial seasons, against right handed pitching, 196 hitter.
1: Woo!
0: And the White Sox need somebody to hit against right-handers. ninety-six hitter. And he apparently is going to be the everyman. And they have no center fielder other than uh, Luis. They're to, apparently in today's game, uh, preseason game, uh, Oscar Colas is going to play center field. But that would mean that presumably, oh gosh, I don't know, <laughs> some guy, some hot dog vendor plays right field. Uh, unless we go back to, Gavin Sheets. They haven't said anything about Gavin yet, which is interesting. Because yeah. the two left handed hitting outfielders, do they need Gavin Sheets? They gotta have somebody as a backup at first base, though. <laughs> which is odd because we had 14 people to back up at first base last year. What do you do with
1: Gavin Sheets then? What do you I
0: I I guess he plays when Andrew Vaughn doesn't. And Vaughn frankly doesn't play all that much. You know, and I, I mean he's already had have days off in spring training. People got, well since he's at first base. It won't be as exhausting. The heck with that! Left field, you get what half a dozen plays a game, maybe. Yes, you have to run farther, faster, or try to if that. If that at first yeah. base, you're constantly in action. Even if it's not a ground ball, even if it's something at the outfield, you're the cutoff man. You got to be in motion. You got to be moving all the time. You got the throws over on, on pickoff plays. You got foul balls to chase. He's going to be less tired because of that. Nuts. Nuts. He's, he's, he hasn't been worth anything the second half of the first two seasons. We hope, I just hope he lasts the All-Star game this time.
1: I'm, I'm not as concerned about that. Uh, I've mentioned this before. I think when he's back at first base, he's going to kind of be a different player. Uh, yes, I totally agree with what you're saying about first base being far more work than left field. There's there's no doubt about that. But when you get these guys in the positions they're more comfortable in, uh, maybe we see a a little less hesitancy. Maybe we see some uh, more accurate training and preparing for the season. I I think Andrew Vaughn is going to play a majority of the games, uh, a a vast majority of the games at first base. the issue is, you know, if Gavin Sheets needs to step in as your right fielder, well, I'm hitting the ball to right field all, all day, <laughs> all night. I mean, Gavin Sheets is not horrific out there, but he's uh, one uh, step uh, he's one step below horrific in right field. So I would just be – I'd be ready to go. I'd be ready to slap it the other way if I'm a right-handed batter. Um I don't, I don't understand
0: know. why. I don't understand why keep Gonzalez. You've got the infielder in Alberto. You can, Gonzalez has got options. You can send him to the minors. Uh, Adam Hazley has been almost as hot as Alberto this spring. He's hitting extremely well, uh, plays all three outfield positions, left and right, very well, center pretty well, much better than any other alternative they've got besides Luis. Why isn't Hazy in there instead? I know Sheets is more of a home-run threat, but who's he going to pinch hit for? Right. Your left-handed pinch hitter, You know the DH is universal now, so it doesn't come into play in the National League parks anymore. He's got one right-handed hitter that he's better than. Probably. Elvis Andrus. You might possibly find a way for him to pitch hit for Andrus, in which case, Alberto then has to come in and play second base anyway. But
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's I, I mean it's,
0: I'm just at a loss. You're not gonna you're not gonna pinch in it for Tim or for Luis or or for
1: Vaughn bon, But uh, they already for say, if he's in. Did they already say, I can't remember, that Hazley's not on the team? No. No, I mean okay. it, but but the the
0: apparently with big announcements are that that Romy is going to be on and uh Alberto's gonna be on. Again, Alberto makes sense even though he doesn't have
1: right handers historically. Maybe he learned something. Um, At the age of 30. Still hits better than 190 or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: But uh, that still leaves the one slot because they haven't said anything about Sheets yet. Sheets is playing in this afternoon's game. So is Um, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't get it. I, I, the Romay Gonzalez thing, I understand he's very versatile. They've been playing him every place on the field except catcher. Uh, he's not really good at any of them, but he's adequate at all of them. He's, I don't know. I, I, I'm just not a Romay Gonzalez fan. I, I, I don't see it. Okay. If this
1: were a different team, he I would expect... right-handed
0: pitchers at 196.
1: Yeah, that's not going to do it. I, I mean, maybe they see something in him – Right now that we don't, uh, I don't know what special vision they have that, that we don't see.
0: He's, he's hit four homers this spring, which is you know a lot for the limited at-bats that you get, but it's also spring. Yeah. And you're facing pitchers who either are headed to Double A or who are just working on, on their pitch. I'm sure you see many fewer breaking pitches than you will see during the course of regular season. For uh, sure, guys, just trying to get in the groove with their timing and figure out the pitch clock and all that kind of stuff. I don't get it. Uh, of course, they can send him down on April fourth if they want.
1: Uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I wonder: is there anything you can do with Sheets that doesn't involve just sending him down? Can you can you try to get rid of him? Can you try to? You can try to trade him, of course. Um, because maybe there's someone out there who just wants the lefty bat. uh you're not gonna get much. you're gonna get virtually nothing, but maybe there's a possibility that you can get sort of a low ranking prospect um or or something like that i I don't know what this decision is they're waiting to make on Hazley and cheats. I mean if you look at the spring body of work, it has to be Hazley. If you look at logic, it has to be Hazley. Uh I I don't see any world where Sheets makes any sense to be on this team this year. Fans seem pretty indifferent to Sheets at best. I mean, it's not like he's a fan favorite. You know, he favorite. can hit
0: the ball 500 feet, but that doesn't matter. If it goes a foot over the top of the fence or it goes 500 feet, it counts exactly the same.
1: Yeah, and also hitting it 500 feet once a month is... Not, not extremely yeah. valuable in Major League Baseball. We're going to see a, maybe a little bit of a shift in how the game is played with, with new rules and and the shift rules. But, you know, with a guy like... Which Chief, will help him. He's a full-hitting he's a, he's a, he's a left-hander. But it's not going to help him because they have already learned how to do this. They are going to bring the center fielder into that position or the left fielder, and they're going to play two outfielders. And have the have where the second baseman used to stand on a left-handed hitter they're just gonna have the the left fielder over there and there's nothing you can do about that they made new rules and major league baseball said okay fine Gavin cheats is not gonna start popping bloop singles to the left side of the diamond he doesn't know how to do it he's not gonna do it
0: he, so he she- got some hits to the left side that I can picture from from last year but they were ground balls and so with two guys over on that side at the infield those aren't hits
1: anymore exactly the the shortstop and the the third baseman they're going to be shifted a tiny bit but the shortstop can't go to the other side of second base so you're going to see a a, a virtually true infield you're going to see two outfielders probably the two best ones the right fielder and the center fielder play right center and sort of a very mild left center. And then you're going to have the left fielder over where the second baseman used to be. Yes, Gavin Cheats hit a couple balls to the other side of the field last year. If you held a gun to my head and said, was it intentional or unintentional? Uh, Your life depends on it. I'm going to pick unintentional every (laughs) single time. Uh, As you said, they were ground balls. They, they tended not to be really beautiful liners uh down the, the left field line so i think we're in a situation where gavin sheets is essentially going to be completely neutralized by how the new defenses will work he is the worst kind of guy um for how they're going to to play with these new shift rules so i i i see a world where gavin sheets is potentially hitting in the the mid 100s uh for, for much of this season because he's just got nowhere to put the ball. And and they're still gonna have a guy in left center ish. So even if he it's gonna be the center fielder, it's gonna be the best outfielder. So you're gonna have a guy who can cover a ton of ground playing over there. Unless Gavin Cheats can figure out some form of hitting to the opposite field that we've never, ever, ever seen from him, uh he is completely neutralized. I I don't see any sort of world where that guy bats Anywhere near 250, even. I mean, he's just not a great hitter. And to have not a great hitter with this new lineup, that's that's going to be really, really tough. There's there's no space for him. You, if it were me... we have more
0: left-handers. And it, previously, yes. soccer was so right-hand heavy, but they're not. I mean, now in your starting lineup, your typical starting lineup, you're going with two left-handed batters, and, and Benintendi and Colas, and two switch hitters in Makata and, and, and Grandal. So you've got four left-handed bats against a right-handed pitcher. You're not desperate for left-handed hitting
1: anymore. Not at all. I mean, four 4 left-handed bats and five right-handed bats is about as good of a scenario as you can have for that in Major League Baseball these days. We've seen the White Sox throw up sort of eight-and-a-half right-handed batters for a lot of the last two years so we're not we're not pinched for for lefties in any way shape or form this year um we are pinched for decent defense and getting guys on base Gavin Sheets doesn't really get on base all that well and he is a terrible defender uh we should take our break here though uh we will come back we'll continue talking about this lineup and uh some more. Of our, Got to do predictions. Predictions. our predictions, our predictions. If you read uh the geezer's article, you will see that he uh boldly predicted about an eighty two win season when all things are said and done. Uh it's that's, actually that's with
0: including fan exuberance
1: as one yes. of the, one of the games. And I saw in the comments that some people think you were actually uh conservative on some of your lost wins uh <laughs> based on certain aspects, but uh 82 wins was your prediction in the article, although that was before these roster changes. So I'm interested to see how that changes for you. Uh, but yeah, come back for our predictions. We will be right back on Sharing Socks. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. In the first half, we discussed some roster moves. Uh, now we're going to look into the season as a whole because the next time we will be on here, Uh, they will have played some actual Major League Baseball games that count. So you had 82 win prediction in your article before the roster moves, and we still have some roster moves to make, but they're almost done. Uh, What are you looking at now?
0: Uh, I uh, I think 82 is still still possible. The the, Fangraphs and Pakoda both came out with updated uh, predictions in the last – Two or three days, so they're including what they've seen in the spraying injuries to opposing players. socks knock on wood, have had some minor stuff. Moncada's out for a little bit. Vaughn's been out for a little bit. Bummer has been hurt as always, uh, but we haven't lost anybody for the season. Uh, we, we of course started with uh, with, with Andrews, Hendricks not yeah. until June probably, but we haven't extended any new injury problems in there. With, whereas other teams have so, lost well, some very important people. Anyhow, Fangrass and Picoda both go for the Sox about 79 wins, 79 and change. Uh, Fangrass has them in third place with that. Picoda has them in second. Uh, no, third, but one has Cleveland at the top, one has Minnesota at the top. Uh, Fangrass has them four games behind. Picoda, I think, nine games behind uh, by the end of the season. So, and then I looked at another thing I've never seen before called Opta Analyst. And they ranked all the teams one through thirty in various categories. And the Sox are kind of dead average. There's your eighty-one or eighty-two wins again. Um, They give the rotation twelfth. That's fair. They may be even low. Uh, The pen nineteen or uh, yeah, eighteenth or nineteenth. So pitching fifteenth overall. So yeah, dead average. Uh, The offense seventeenth. So the team overall eighteenth. That's not a lot of faith from people who have much more knowledge than,
1: than we do. Of course, those are predictions. Predictions are not yeah, worth much. If if you've seen any basketball in the last two weeks, <laughs> you know that predictions uh, can go horribly awry.
0: Okay. Now I did my, in my article, I went point by point. You get bunches of new games because of the new manager. You lose a bunch of games because Jose is gone and then, adjustments for injuries and people doing better or people doing worse and uh that kind of thing how it ended up with with that not random with 81 actually and then i added one
1: just because i'm a fan but uh, where are you going with this well for me it all comes down to the starting pitchers i i expect cease to be very very good again he had the one absurd outing where he probably was trying a knuckleball or something because he just got absolutely shellacked uh, in a spring training game. That's not going to happen again. I mean, it might, it might happen once in the whole year, but it still won't happen that he will get 11 runs in two. I think an, an inning and inning and a third. Like that. Not even, it was two-thirds, two-thirds well, two thirds, two thirds of two He had two, two thirds of an inning. Cause they took right, him out.
0: Right. one of those spring training things. They took him out and brought it back. So all told, for the 11 runs, he had to
1: get But otherwise than that, he's been fine. So for me, you know, it, it really comes down to this starting rotation. If if Cease is as good as he is, can be, that's likely to happen. If Giolito comes back a little bit, he doesn't have to come back a ton. He wasn't horrible last year. Uh, but he does need to go back to a little bit more of the Giolito we were expecting which could happen with the pitch clock. I think that could actually work to Giolito's advantage, working a little faster. Lance Lynn uh, should be interesting. We haven't seen a ton of Lance Lynn because he was away in the World Baseball Classic and didn't pitch all that much. Uh, He was fine in the Classic. Uh, Very good, yeah. Yeah, he was was very solid. Uh, If Kopech is 70% of what Kopech can be, we're going to be in a great place. If he's 80%, if he's 90%, uh, if he can stay healthy and then that's, that's a big one there. And then he, who uh, should not be named, I would expect him to not even be a starter for the white Sox by the end of the year. I, I just don't, I haven't seen anything really impressive from him. He hasn't faced real good hitters yet. He will be facing them. And I think we can expect a, a very mediocre ERA around five season from him. If all of those things happen, I think the White Sox are a better rotation than 12th uh, from that pr- projection you just, you just named. I think that if the White Sox top four are on, you're looking actually at a rotation close to the top five in all of baseball. But that all has to happen. If all of that happens, I am predicting the White Sox at 89 wins. What? If all of that happens. If all of that <laughs> happens. Okay.
0: Well, that's the thing. When you, when you make a prediction such as mine at 82, you're actually saying that's the 50 percentile. So you're, you're creating a range of probably 76 to 89. So that would the very top percentile on mine would be up there,
1: but I don't believe
0: that can happen.
1: I think if that doesn't happen, if we don't see a comeback from Giolito, if Kopech gets hurt, uh, if Lance Lynn has a few too many postgame beers, uh, then I think we could be looking at a very miserable 71-72 to win season. Oh, so you're
0: going for the really big range. Well, I guarantee it'll be in your range somewhere.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I can't even guarantee that, but I certainly hope so for the sake of giving us something to watch this summer. Uh, I I think, I mean, your your prediction, as we learned from the 538 guys, at being about 500 is as baseball-y of a prediction as you can Incidentally, give.
0: 538 is not predicted yet. I don't know when they're going to start. I don't know if they wait until the day before
1: opening day or what. But they they posted nothing yet uh, yeah. as of the time we're recording this. Well, I, I do really think this season is more up in the air than the previous two. The previous two, it certainly felt like we were going in ready to be a losing ball club. Uh, I can't remember who was running the clubhouse then, but it was somebody that I don't think did a very good job. But with Pedro Grafal, um I think we're going to see a little bit of a, a little bit of a shift here. I, I do expect the team to be playing harder, to be playing smarter. We might not see it right away. We might be in for a little bit of a sticky April here. But I, I do think there's a chance that this could be close to a 90-win team if the starting pitching stays healthy. And I will also add a big and. If the relief core can do anything. I, you know, you said they listed the bullpen at 18th or 19th. Yeah, I, there. I think that's... A really good ranking right now.
0: I, you know, last year going into the season, most of the write ups had the bullpen in the top five, some in the top three. I think one had them as the best bullpen of baseball. Well, it's certainly the most expensive in the history of baseball. Thank you, Rickon. uh, the final rankings had them 20th or so, depending, you know, you, you can measure different ways. So it wasn't exactly, and that's with, with,
1: that's with Liam Hendricks.
0: And that's yes, that's with Liam Hendricks and with and with some guys doing better than expected. Uh, Ronaldo, uh, for example, doing 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 much better than expected. Uh, yeah, I, my feeling on the starting pitching is Cease will be worse. Not that it'll be bad. I think it'll be very good. I think that's just such a high bar to try to hit that he won't hit it again. It's 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 hard to do. I think Giolito will be better, so I think that plays off flat. Uh, Lynn. I I don't guess Lynn stays healthy all season. I, I'm sure he'll be fine when he's pitching, but I but I I don't think he stays healthy. I don't think Kovac stays healthy. He'll be fine when he's pitching too. Although he's had kind of a rough spring, he's the only one that's had a rough spring. And then the other guy, yeah, he's he's and, and forgetting all the personal stuff about it. Again, I go back to second Tommy John surgery, which he's just coming back from. Only 60% make it back to their majors or themselves, as opposed to well over 80% on the first one. And those who do make it last an average of about 70 or 80 innings, and they're done. He pitched 80 innings last year back from surgery very well, very well. And then fell completely apart in August and, and had an ERA like 160 in the playoffs. It goes exactly to what the doctors are saying. And I read the medical stuff, not that I really understand it, but it has to do with where you tie in the ligament. Scar tissue develops from the first operation, and it's very difficult to work around. If they get lucky, they can work around it. And, and there are guys who have had two Tommy Johns who, <clears throat> excuse me, gone for a decade good baseball. It's just not common.
1: Yeah, that I mean, that's true. and And that's why I think we're, I I don't think he will be a starter for a major league baseball team in August or September. I I truly don't. I think he'll survive until then with an ERA in the four and a half, five range, and then just kind of implode. Uh, And I'll be happy to see it. I, I don't know who, who we will get to replace him, but I will be happy to see him be replaced. I think a lot of this season is going to fall on Ronaldo Lopez. Uh, fortunately, I think Ronaldo Lopez is up for the challenge. Uh, he is a workhorse. He can eat innings. He's gotten better every year. I think he is kind of the X factor because if one of these starters is not up to snuff, he's going to be pitching a lot. He's going to be pitching a lot of, of, of two, three inning outings, um, multiple times a week. The rest of the bullpen is truly lackluster. I mean, Kendall Graveman can be very good. He can come out and be excellent. But we also see him walk, guys. He gives up a lot of hits. I, I think he's a, a decent closer to replace Hendricks until we can get Hendricks back. But I don't think he's more than that. Bummer. Well, I they're expect barely, be we're not, Yeah,
0: they're not talking. And, and I like this because I think the closer mistake is way the hell overblown in 90% of cases. The other 10%, it's for real. Right? Most of the time, it's overblown. And and all saying, we're going to go with the situation, which means two things to me. One, it could be a different guy on purpose in the ninth. But otherwise, if, let's say, Graveman is pitching the best of anybody, in the seventh inning, when there are two guys on base and nobody out, and the middle of the order, you don't wait and say, oh, well, he's my closer. I can't pitch him until the ninth. And, uh, and throw Jake Deakman out there. Uh,
1: oh, gosh. Every time you <laughs> remind me about Jake Diekman, I get bummed out. Jake Deakman is terrible. I Honestly, with Joe Kelly and Jake Deekman, even listing our bullpen at 18th is extremely forgiving when it doesn't have Liam Hendricks. I mean, when do you pitch Joe Kelly? When do you pitch him? When do you oh, put Kelly, him out yeah. there?
0: Kelly at least has had times when he's been good
1: in the past. Diekman, I don't even know. In that the that past. In the distant past. <laughs> I I mean, we haven't seen Joe Kelly be lights out since he was, you know, getting in fights in Boston and LA. He is I hope you're, he's you're, good, but why would he be?
0: Okay, you talked about health of pitchers, which is obviously critical. Health of position players, because if they go down, there is I mean, we, we, that's what we started talking about. Yeah, you're going to have Remy Gonzalez come out there and replace who? Luis Robert? He's going to take his place? Is he going to take Joan Moncada's place? If these guys get hurt,
1: whoo! <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, and everybody talks about that, the, the absolute shallowness of the whole organization. Oh, of course. I mean, that's a challenge of any organization, really. But for us in, in particular, I do think because it is such a mental game, we're going to see less, fewer injuries under the new administration than we have seen in the past because we have a guy who cares about fundamentals and cares about playing the game the right way. And, I, you know, it's, it's tough when your when you're leg's hurting a little bit and you hate showing up for work every day you're less likely to want to show up for work. But if you really love the environment, love the team, want to support your team, you're going to get out there a little bit more. You're going to work through things a little bit more. You're going to take less time off. You're going to feel more comfortable when you're in the field, knowing that everybody's on the same page. Everybody knows how to play the game. I, I do actually think we're going to see more play from Robert, more play from Anderson, more play from Vaughn, more play from Moncada, potentially more from Eloy, but hopefully in the DH spot. And that will make a huge difference. Uh, but, yes, if, if, you know, with any injuries in any aspect of this team, if everybody's healthy the whole year and plays decently, that's where I'm getting to my 89 wins, my 90 Oh, I,
0: I, I, I won't disagree with that. I just don't believe that happens. I mean, injuries are always part of the game for anybody. Yeah. Uh, and and last year the Sox we moaned and groaned really they were just slightly worse than average they were very very near to average and in pitching much better health than average and that I figure is going to come back home. In, in yeah all. we That's, had we had a lot
1: back. of we had a lot of really healthy bad pitchers last year
0: yeah we did. well the, you know the starting pitchers were, uh, once Lynn came back uh, Giolito only missed two starts yeah at the start of the season Lynn took a while longer to come back and was bad for a while when he did come back. But I, I did that in my in my right. They, if they did over 140 starts. If, if you if you include Cueto as 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 being the second half of the of the Keiko uh, debacle. But I'm mean, Keiko Cueto, he just came in for Keiko and they finished off.
1: Had right. all those guys in over
0: 140 starts. I would think that at least half a dozen, maybe probably more um, uh, Davis Martin starts were because of double headers, where you had the twenty seventh man and and you brought him in. So almost very very little starting pitching time. Kopech a little at the end of the year. That's a, that's
1: very lucky and very unlikely to happen again. You that is correct. That is, you're right a hundred percent. But I'm gonna put the good juju out there, and I just hope they stay healthy. We are coming to the end of our time for this week. I do want to touch on, just briefly, for all the haters out there, the World Baseball Classic, which uh, wrapped up since the last time we were on here. It was incredible. We have so many people on Twitter griping about the World Baseball Classic. Oh, it's pointless. No one likes it. Oh, it's pointless. These are all just fantasy baseball nerds, gamblers who are – idiots who don't care about the game they care about their fantasy baseball team the world baseball classic was awesome it was awesome and it was such a good thing for baseball at the international level not only because of course you have these guys playing for their their countries but that final at bat was worth (laughs) the entire classic yeah the two best baseball players in the world facing each other (laughs) teammates Two teammates who are the two best best baseball players in the world. You've got the coincidence of Mike Trout coming up to bat in the ninth, mixed with the fact that we saw Shohei Ohtani close out a baseball game. I mean, we won't see that again until... Where he was the the DH for the first eight innings. (laughs) Unbelievable. Just watching him get sent to the bullpen gave me chills. And back, because he's new to come (laughs) up. Exactly. It was just incredibly exciting as a theater person hearing the American announcers say as Mike Trout came up to bat, this is theater. This is great theater. I could not agree more. I think theater and baseball are very closely related. They're cousins of each other. And that moment alone chills the entire at-bat. Now, you know, but that, and that was, that was, it
0: was incredible. And the whole, that whole game was incredible. It's so well played. Both Beautifully
1: played baseball game.
0: But it, and it wasn't just that. The, the U.S. comeback against oh uh, Venezuela with, with a grand slam at, at, at the end after losing the lead. And then uh, Japan's comeback. I mean, there, there were
1: just incredible games I mean, hey, you've you've got you've got all these people saying, oh, the players don't even really care. Trey Turner has gone on the record saying that grand slam is the best baseball moment of his life. And this is a World Series guy. So to, if, if you need any convincing that the World Baseball Classic is great, watch the clip of Trey Turner's Grand Slam with the crowd reaction and Trey Turner's reaction, and then watch that last at-bat between Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, who unfortunately for Mike Trout, who is one of the greatest baseball players of my lifetime, he had no prayer. <laughs> he he was either going to get walked or he was going to strike out because Shohei Otani was not going to lose that at bat. And you could see it in his eyes. When he dropped that 102 pitch in the dirt, I thought, this is it. Mike Trout's a goner. Because <laughs> if he's throwing 102 in the dirt, the next thing's going to be an immaculate slider that Trout will barely even see. And that is exactly what happened. And the excitement of seeing Mike Trout shaking in his boots against his teammate in, in a pivotal moment was as good of baseball as you can possibly ask for. I'm sure the Angels fans were thinking, we have both of these guys. How come we I are God, terrible not at better. baseball? <laughs> yeah. We are always disappointing. And we have the two most popular and famous guys in the sport but we suck at baseball. Uh hope, I don't know. Maybe we'll see something from the Angels this year, but I am officially stating, and no one's allowed to argue me, the World Baseball Classic rocks. I think it's only going to get more and more popular as we go forward. It's on that weird three-year schedule thing, so no one seems to actually know when it's coming or when it's happening.
0: Well, um, it, was, it was four, right? But then it got... Get delayed because of COVID. I'm not sure when the next one is. Yeah.
1: I, I think they're, the plan is every three years for the World Baseball Classic, which is off our brains because we're used to the World Cup thing and the Olympic thing. Uh, but I think the World Baseball Classic is going to, within the next 10, 15 years, become a marquee athletic event. Baseball is growing in popularity around the world because of it. And because we, it is an international game. I mean, Major League Baseball is an international sport. We have the best players from all over the world. If you are an elite baseball talent, you come and play in the United States. And to see these guys go to their home countries and then get to play each other for club and country or whatever they say for for soccer... It's It's truly special. The argument against it is over. Yes, you had the Edwin Diaz injury, which was brutal. But that was as fluky as fluky can be. The guy is just jumping up and down. It, it wasn't like they were doing anything crazy. It was kind of how you celebrate after a good win in May. And and they were – it was a total fluke. It, it sucks for the Mets who are paying a luxury tax bill that is unfathomable. But overall, great for baseball. It was a real treat. Loved the World Baseball Classic. Got me pumped for Major League Baseball. When was the last time you were sitting here in March thinking, God, baseball. Man, baseball. Baseball in March is electric. <laughs> Never. Never. Spring training is boring relatively pointless outside of just getting guys kind of in shape for the season. This was a real treat. I loved it. It got me so hyped. It got me high. I think I think my White Sox prediction went from 65 wins to 89 wins because I got so hyped watching real baseball <laughs> happen in March. I saw how much it mattered. Seeing Yoan Moncada playing at a high level and playing well. He doesn't play well in spring training, but when you when you put yeah, him on that he, stage he was great for Cuba he he was outstanding. I mean he kept them in the in the tournament and that just you know it gave me all the warm baseball fuzzies that only baseball and theater can give you and I am very much looking forward to the start of this season go white sox Do you have any last words before we sign off
0: right, go go white sox'll do
1: go white sox let's do it I know we uh we poop on this team quite a bit on this podcast, but you got to know deep down, we are White Sox fans through and through, and we will be at the ballpark in just a few short weeks. Uh, so many of you will be there before that. Have fun. Enjoy the game. Bring your own snacks. Take the L. Don't give Reinstorf any more money until he proves to us that he likes us. And we will see you out there. Have fun. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on Sharing Sox.